You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I am your reader, Carmen. I'm Tyler. Gordy. You may call me Prince Dirtface, because... Get that hat off. When I wear this hat, <laughs> I am of the earth. Get, get the hat off. <laughs> Who wants money? Tyler, take his hat. This is going... <laughs> I have no power anymore. This is going to your head. Yeah. I'm Brandon. Okay. Get the hat off. <laughs> Good. Burn it. I think yours is my favorite character arc thus far. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a quick one just yeah, now. Yeah. <clears throat> it's edited. It's edited. Right. It's, it, your editor's your most uh, important ally. Yeah, exactly. In any tale. This is part three of Prince Ariel by Madame Dolnois, our Baroness. That, that one. Um, previously on What the Folklore, there was a short guy who was also wide and a prince, and then there was a handsome guy, and they, they, fought. The, they fought, and... Uh, then the handsome guy got kissed by a fairy a who was a snake before and got magic air powers and an invisible hat. And then he gave the short guy a wedgie and then went off on a series of adventures. Ate all his mom's fruit. It, yeah, ate his mom's fruit, gave him a wedgie, went off on a series of adventures. Punched a musician. Ruined a wedding, <laughs> set up a new wedding, punched a musician, wrote an angry OK Cupid message, and... Um, Beat a bunch of people with a pole to save a Vestal non-virgin from being a Vestal virgin against her will. And then he made it rain on her. Yeah, he shook a <laughs> rose full of money. So that's where we are now. <laughs> that took us two full episodes. That old chestnut. <laughs> you know, just the same story that yeah. we're still reading. We're now starting episode three of four. I want it to be clear that this is episode three of four before I read the first sentence of this episode. Uh-huh. You wouldn't want you to get confused or lost. Because <laughs> you're going to think we're at the end when I read the first sentence. That's extremely disheartening. Oh, I, so I just, I just, I don't want to get your hopes up too high and then dash them. Okay. <sighs> Are you guys ready? Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Good. Was that important? We're in. Let's Once go. I guess not. See, at the start he dies, but then he just goes to Snake Road and he has to find King Kai to train. Oh, I love that story. Yeah. All right, guys, here we go. His last adventure is the best. This is his last adventure? Part <laughs> one. <laughs> yes. Okay, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Sounds like we're coming up on the end. Uh-huh. It does. Leander enters a great forest, and he hears a maiden crying, and he figures, well, that's a damsel in distress. Not for the first time. <laughs> no, the first time was a dude crying. Oh, that's true. So, this actual lady person. He sees a girl who looks about 13 or 14 years old being carried off by four men, and he marches over on his horse. Cut it Crystalline. out. <laughs> and asks them, what has this child done to be treated like a slave? 
And they laugh at him and ask, what's it to you, little lordling? Is he wearing the hat? <laughs> no, he's visible right now. Okay. Uh, it's on he, his belt. Okay, they just they see the hat. <laughs> right, get him over this guy. On one of those uh, wear hats the right. elastics that that retreat into, you know, the things. Yeah. Like you do for A Tape work. measure. Right. Yeah, whatever. That. <laughs> So uh, he commands them to put them put her down, and they laugh at him. And so now he puts on his invisible cap because he doesn't think that it would be wise for him to solo kill a group of men who can take on twelve people because they're pretty buff. He just assumes. Yeah, he he did. He's basically like River from Firefly. He looked at them. He calculated all the math. He did of, their muscle math. Yeah, of, of like girth of muscle versus punch power equals MC squared. Right. <laughs> he's like, I'll put well, on my magic cap and then find the nearest oranges. <laughs> <laughs> the source of my power. <laughs> Take out all these guys. He's running out of vitamin C. It's <laughs> a good superhero. It's a good kid-friendly superhero. That has, yeah. that has marketing legs. Uh, the robbers do not care that they just saw a man vanish into thin air. They're just pretty thrilled that his his nice horse is now unattended. And um, so they try to seize it, leaving one guy behind to guard the girl. But the horse is giving them a hard time. Is, is robber a good or bad profession for someone without object permanence? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> um. <laughs> like they have a chat with this gentleman. He's no longer there, and they're like, "Sweet horse, <laughs> good <laughs> horse, right for the taking." Cool, free horse. Probably pretty satisfying. Because <laughs> every time I steal something and put it down, you turn around and go, "Nice, I'm taking this." This seemed like a like a joyful life, yeah. <laughs> if a brief one. Uh, you know, you do what you love. Okay, so uh, three of them are trying to get the horse who's giving them a hard time, and one of them is guarding the girl, and uh, the invisible, I think he's still called Leander at this point, listens to her as she calls out to her fair princess for help. She calls out to her fair princess? Yeah, she's crying out to some fair fair princess about how happy she was in her palace and how if this princess had known what had happened to her, she would have sent her Amazons after poor Abricotine. Abricotine being the name of this girl here, who's talking about herself in third person. Abricotine? Abricotine. (laughs) Abricotine. Don't Don't forget to drink your (laughs) Abricotine. Donna uh, does a good job with names. <laughs> so far, so great. Donna is like... Alright, so in a lot of ways, she's like a 16-year-old fanfic writer. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, more than the obvious, more than you've seen here. Yeah. You will see a little bit more of it later, and we saw it real hardcore in the last anniversary episode. Uh, she just she writes fanfic, and Cupid and Psyche are her OTP. She likes to self-insert. She does. Oh, okay. She's full of Mary So we got Twilight. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah it's like thinly veiled <laughs> uh, semi-autobiographies. Um, and any ugly women we assume are just nearby baronesses. She's <laughs> 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 Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, it's... The countryside was rife with baronesses. 
<laughs> Baroness Tiffany <laughs> said mean things to me, so I'm gonna write her into this. <laughs> and her dad's dealership shut down. <laughs> um, and and another way that she is very much a 16 year old fanfic writer is in her names that are either a mishmash of syllables or she spent a long time looking up meanings. Yeah. To attribute to them. Way too, yeah. Like, like, like Furibon. Overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's it's either Furibon with meaning or I'm assuming a brigantine is just a random set of syllables. I guess I could look up a French translation. <coughs> this sound like some kind of powdered drink or a, or a tablet you have to take when you go overseas. Mm-hmm. You don't want that scurvy. Yeah, take your abricotine tablets. Yeah, so you don't get threw all our oranges away, so take your abricotine. <laughs> yeah. He is a man fueled by vitamins. <laughs> um, Google Translate has given me the, the translation of apricot for this. That sounds fine to me. So, maybe. <laughs> Who Thus knows? his immediate desire to free her and hurl her <laughs> at the bad guys. Right. I don't know why, but I need to pick you up and throw you somewhere. <laughs> so, you seem very fruit-like to me. Yeah. So Leander's listened to her little solilo- soliloquy, and then he seizes the arm of the guard robber who's watching over her and ties it to a tree before the, the robber could defend himself. Uh, the robber shouts in surprise and dismay, and one of his comrades runs up to him and is like, uh, what the hell happened here? And the robber says, I have no idea. I didn't see anyone. I just got tied to a tree. And his comrade says, that's an excuse. (laughs) (laughs) I've always known you were a coward. Whoa. And then starts beating him with stirrups. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Did he mean to sow this kind of uh, dysfunction among their ranks? This guy's just like, you know what, Daryl, not today, okay? (laughs) I'm so sick of your tied to a tree bullshit. Horses are for earners. I can't go through this bit with you again. Every time we have a mark, you get tied to a tree by an invisible assailant. Daryl is an aspiring magician. (laughs) Say fellows. He cried wolf one too many times, yeah. and so the first time a real invisible assailant tries into a tree. Yeah. Oh, you hate no when one that believes. <laughs> so this is why you should be honest about your invisible assailants. Yeah. So you don't get beaten yeah. by stirrups. There's um, a moral for you. Ariel is amused to hear his little cries of pain as he's beaten. Because Ariel is the sixth sadistic side of Leander that does all the things Leander himself can't bring himself to do. Yeah. It is very Jekyll Hyde. Yeah, it, it is. Like. Yeah. Um, so then he ties the second robber, the one who'd been beating the first, to a tree. And <laughs> Same whisp- tree or a different tree? Different tree. <laughs> and then he whispers in this guy's ear that he's the coward. <laughs> for having permitted someone that he couldn't see tie him to a tree. <laughs> no you. This robber hangs his head in shame because he can't imagine how he could possibly have died to this tree. Because he is a coward. Yeah. He knew it deep in his heart. And his, and his dad Sad never Charlie loved Brown him. Music <laughs> this talking tree is so wise. You really showed me the folly of my ways. How many of them are there? Four. Four. Okay. So two are dealing with the horse right now. How many trees are in the field? <laughs> 
I mean, it's a forest. It's so a fucking a lot. forest. It's a forest. <laughs> All right. Good. He won't run out of material. <laughs> so Brigantine took this opportunity to run away. Good call. And Leander, yeah. seeing that she's she's run off, calls to Grizzlin, who takes this opportunity to kick the remaining two robber, breaking one's ribs and another's head, and then gallops on over to Leander, and then they go and run after a Brigantine because Ariel thinks she's pretty and wants to spend more time with her. Ariel, not Leander. Right. So dark side. Yeah. Dark side's into this. This is my online persona. <laughs> Carefully cultivating. Dark side Ariel. <laughs> That's there's a there's a PlayStation username. Yeah. <laughs> Exclusively plays Kingdom Hearts. And Persona. Right. Is there an Ariel world in that game? Mm-hmm. It's a musical. Uh, really aren't cool. they all? What was that? Aren't they all? No, just that one. Should play it. It's pretty good. They wrote so some, I hear they wrote some new music, like fitting oh. fun. <laughs> oh, that, that that's terrible. Does not sound good. Uh-uh. All right. So they find a Brickatine exhausted and leaning against a tree, and she sees the horse with no rider. He's still wearing his hat, and says, "Oh, good, a pretty horse to take me back to the Palace of Delights." And then a horse I've never seen before. Uh huh. And then Leander. Who's still invisible grabs her and puts her on the horse. I'm better than the robbers. <laughs> she Notice how I'm not tying you to a tree. <laughs> Pretty good guy, I'd say. I know... I'm rescuing you. I know this feels familiar. <laughs> I'm wrong somehow. Just just hang with it. Yeah. A Bricketine is terrified to feel an invisible man behind her on this horse mm-hmm. and shuts her eyes in fear. This is the first reasonable thing that's happened as far as a reaction to something in this yeah. entire story. Yeah. The prince, who always had his pockets full of the nicest sugar plums in the world. Did he? <laughs> Wink! He is, he is fixated on fruits. <laughs> Tried to put some in her mouth. Arrest oh, this man. That's a bad... That's a, that is, yeah, that's illegal. I'm you Chris Hansen. Why don't I have a seat, why don't I have a seat over here? But that is illegal. But she shut her teeth and lips quite tight. So he, an invisible stranger, has plucked her up on a horse, pulled some candies out of his pocket, and is reaching around and trying to put them in her face. This is a f***ing weird Charlie Chaplin movie. Are there any, is there any chance that this is a a knowing, like, wink and nod at the audience? Or did she literally mean it's just candied fruit? It's just candied fruit. Okay. That good? Good yes. Otherwise, episode over. <laughs> Flip table. Leave. Yeah. No, he's he's literally pulling out his grandma candies and trying to show them in the stranger's mouth. Yeah. I just imagine him like she's got her lips closed and he's just like smashing it against her face. Like, num num num. What show better with Werther's original Wild Horse back? <laughs> So then he takes off his hat and says, she's very timid to be afraid of the man who saved her. Me, I did it. (laughs) She opens her eyes and looks at him and says, oh, you, I owe you everything. But I was afraid of, of, like, you not... An invisible man. Yeah, basically. (laughs) The unseeable man. man. So then, (laughs) the ghost candy man. (laughs) 
That's, okay. that's a front runner for the episode title. <laughs> that's that's his um, third person. It's <laughs> a superhero name. Yeah. Um. So he takes this opportunity to gaslight her and says, <laughs> "I'm not invisible, duh." Like, you must have hurt your eyes or something, because... Dummy. I'm right here. And she believes him, even though she was smart enough as a rule. So, gaslighting successful. Just to be doubly, triply sure. Um, so, they're riding along, and he starts asking her, How old are you, and where do you come from? Age, sex, location. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, ASL, baby. Get the the ASL real quick, and we'll figure out how to respond. So now, now he's gone from the creepy on, uh, online dating guy to the creepy guy who follows you around Dragon Con, no matter how many times you, with your friend, are very obviously trying to put him off. Free glomps! It's not oh. not oh. like I'm speaking from experience or anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, hey, are you married? How old are you? Fuck off, guy. <laughs> Did you hear Club Penguins getting shut down? I did. Sad to say. Yeah. What is... Uh-huh. Oh. Well, don't get invested now. <laughs> now's not the time. We don't want to break your heart. <laughs> it's only the most happening online community. Has been for a while. Evidently not happening enough, though. I'm sure a lot of stuff was happening. There. sure. <laughs> Maybe not the kind of things they <laughs> hoped or intended. What's up, fellow penguins? Anybody here got any weed? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how old are you? Where are you from? What what happened with those bandits? And she says to him, "Well, I owe you too much not to satisfy your curiosity, but also like try not to focus too hard on my story, and f- focus more on like getting us out of this place." <laughs> we're not out of the woods. Are Literally, they, we're still in. Them. Are they still in danger? They're still on a horse. She just wants him to keep moving. She's dialed 9-1 on her phone. <laughs> yeah. She's waiting to hit the other one. Which is smart. Because <laughs> being invisible and like slamming your face with some sugar plums is not a good yeah. start to an acquaintance. No matter if you saved her or not. It's That's not. a hard first impression to overcome. So, so put this not. in your mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to not be invisible first. You, you new and awkward lovers out there. Like, even if you save a girl... Smacking her in the face with candy is not a good way to assure she doesn't owe you anything. You, yeah, you can put fruit into like into a woman's mouth with written consent, <laughs> and it does have to be notarized. Okay, um, I'd like to ask your father first. You want to know your intentions? It's traditional. So, Gordy, I intend to shove fruit in your daughter's mouth. A couple episodes ago, what you? I think you mentioned. The story within a story and how it was going to happen. Did I? I think so. What story? Well, we're about to start our sub-story. Oh, the boy. story, Our Dalmanian oh. meta-story. Okay. Oh, you All mean right. like a few episodes ago today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. What day is this? We've lost all sense of time. Okay. So... This woman, as they're riding along, uh-huh. tells the story of her life. Guys, we need to find the kick. We need to get back out to the next layer. <laughs> that's that's always how it works. We have to figure it out, and then we can get back to the main story. Once there was a fairy who surpassed every other fairy in fairy lore, and she fell in love with a prince. 
Was it the milk snake? Eh. Ragu. She was the first. What was her name? She doesn't get. (laughs) She doesn't have a name. She was the first of her race to be so weak, as to fall in love with a mortal, and she married him in spite of the other fairies' warnings and attempts to make her understand the wrong she was doing to her kind. So. Apparently it is, like, super taboo for a fairy and a mortal to mingle, which this I think is important. sounds like it fits pretty early on the timeline. <laughs> yes, it does. Say that again. Um, she is the first of her race to fall in love with a mortal. Oh. She marries him in spite of the other fairy's warnings and attempts to make her understand the wrong she's doing to her kind. Oh. So this, I think, is incredibly important to the more serious side of our podcast, which is... Conspiracy theories. Piecing together yeah. the massive folklore conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, just... If you don't know or haven't haven't <laughs> gained it through context clues, anyone who's listening, as, yeah. as we as we've gone through this, we have kind of inevitably started trying to figure out how they fit together and like which ones come before which on the timeline. That seems like a key event. It's way early. Yeah, yes. I would say this yeah. would be one of our major plot points. Uh, this fairy was banished from Fairylands and built a castle at the border of the fairy kingdom and the human kingdom. The prince she married got tired of her shortly after the marriage. Glad, yeah. glad she abandoned her people. There's, there's that, there's that Dolnois turn. <laughs> this was, I, was, I was about to say, like, I kind of like this little sub-story. <laughs> yeah. This was because she had the power to see him wherever he was, and when he flirted with other ladies, she got very upset at him. Yeah, very, very Dolnoanian. And then would revenge herself on the prettiest damsels by making them the most hideous. So That's where all the uggos are coming from. This is... I love revenge as a verb. This is her. I'm pretty sure. This is this is the character of the author. The little girl? This woman this, who... This ancient fairy. Who got, like, who fell in love and then and then he left her. Oh, this spent... is her self-insert. Yeah. I, okay. Sounds like all it. all-powerful fairy. Yeah. It sounds very, very characteristic. Okay, yeah. She does seem to go through some bitter periods in her story writing. And it, it sounds like her life maybe inspired some of them from what we can glean from her biography. Okay. This beautiful fairy who did nothing wrong to anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she had to revenge herself on all the all the other attractions. You can ask Becky. Becky will tell you and verify the fairy did nothing wrong. Uh, so the prince was feeling uncomfortable from such an inconvenient amount of affection. This is an interesting way of phrasing this. And he set off on a post horse, which is which means a rented horse rather than one that carries his own livery. Mm-hmm. And an after horse. <laughs> uh, a taxi horse, essentially. <laughs> right. Um, and Take he, a horse, leave a horse. He rides... It's a good system. He rides the taxi horse to hide in a hole in a faraway mountain in an attempt to escape her forever. But... She sees him? Yeah, he did that magic doesn't stop working? <laughs> he, he's he in the hole like... Oh, right! <laughs> ah. <laughs> totally forgot. She sees literally everything I do at all times. Okay. <laughs> That's how this works. So, um, yeah, it does work like that. Again, she follows him, tells him she's about to have a baby. So we're like full soap opera now. Get your ass back here. <laughs> this Ronaldo. Is, this is a lifetime movie. Yes. <laughs> Prince Ronaldo. Of the whole. <laughs> 
Prince Ronaldo of the whole, the great Brazilian striker. <laughs> Is that one of the songs from that animated Hobbit movie? Yep. Prince Ronaldo. <laughs> the, the, uh, what's his name? Rankin Bass one. Rankin Bass? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on. That's the company that made those. Oh, the company. Who's the director? You're thinking of Bakshi. Yes. Who did the Lord of the Rings. Different. That's that's right. That's right. Yeah, it was a different. Okay. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are worth revisiting, right? Probably. <laughs> I think so. They are. They're bad, but... <laughs> <laughs> They're worth it. Yeah. Okay. So does this fairy drag him all the way back... To where they're supposed to be? Um, no, she begs him. She's about to have a kid, so she gets on her knees and begs him in his mountain hole to return (laughs) (laughs) to return to the palace. And in exchange, she offers him a ton of cool shit. This would be another paragraphs on paragraphs on paragraphs of descriptions of all the neat stuff she can build. Highlight reel includes um, a writing school, a tennis court, and oh. a mall. <laughs> this is one of those instances where I'm not sure if it's like a Sir Loon translation right. issue, or if mall <laughs> means something different. It's got an AMC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two game stops. Very yeah. desirable food court. Like a sweet Chinese restaurant and a Chick-fil-A. They all have a good Chinese restaurant. Not all of them. The well, Mall of Georgia one used to, they and then the Taco Bell took over. They all have an okay Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Is there Sbarro's? There's always yes. a Sbarro's. <laughs> Except right. at our I mall. I don't I don't know if you live near here. Oh, no, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, the saddest food court in the world. <laughs> it really it has is. a Wendy's. It's got a Wendy's and pretzels. No, it's a popcorn. That's right. popcorn. about the, um, the one on... North Druid Hills yeah. Road. Wendy's a popcorn haven. Does have a Chinese food place. Half the <laughs> yeah. time they don't Gotta. have food that you ask them for. Because I, I have tried to order from them before. And they're like, no, we're out. I'm like, fine. Yeah. Bye. And then an American deli. Right. And that's it. That's okay, yeah. all that it is. The other prerequisite. <laughs> but this fa- this fairy's mall probably had all the good restaurants. Oh, yeah. It had a Sabaro's and a good Chinese place. And a great Babs. <laughs> Spencer's gifts. <laughs> oh, yeah. A hot topic. Yeah. And a Spencer's gift and a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Next door to each other. Best With- Buy Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A small, worse version of a big box store. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Sears. <laughs> a Sears. Oh, yeah. Fully stocked, though. It's good social commentary, though. Right? What? <laughs> Keep going. Well, You're right. This is his best adventure yet. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to the story? Yeah. <laughs> While on horseback and presumably still trying to show <laughs> into the stranger's mouth. Every once in a while, trying to sneak one in when she's... <laughs> Boop. Story stops now. Num nums. <laughs> And so she traveled all the way to... No, thank you. She traveled all the way to... The, I said, no, thank you. I'm good. To the mountain to retrieve her. No, I said, no, thank you. Stop holding it flat in your palm like I'm a horse. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not... I'm, I'm not... 
Okay, well, we're, 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 uh, fine. She'll get hungry eventually. <laughs> yeah, you got to do the airplane, uh-huh. the airplane gambit. I don't know if you can call that a gambit. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if you can call it a move. <laughs> oh, it's definitely a move. <laughs> it's, it's a move. Yeah. It's a good one if you're trying to pick somebody up. What was it? What was the mistranslation? It was a mall, mall. And, a, and what else? It's tennis court, riding school, and mall. Right, right, writing, writing, writing like a school. horse riding. School. Like horses. Oh, riding. Okay, yeah. I was like a writing school. No, no, right, riding. <laughs> she made him an English major. Wish she had attended a writing school. <laughs> they hadn't invented plot development yet. This is like took them a while. Still this is pre-story structure being an established thing. Joseph Campbell wasn't even born yet. <laughs> yeah. He invented myth. He invented plot. Yeah. He retroactively poured through myth and was like, here is the framework. <laughs> These are the good ones. This is what you do going forward. George Lucas, I need you. <laughs> Prove it. My son. Prove it. Take, uh, yeah. <laughs> you are the chosen one. To bring this story structure to the world. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> in spite of being offered all this shit and a mall, this uh, prince refuses to return to the palace and be a baby daddy. Yeah. And he calls her an old surly witch. So... Harsh. He yeah. literally has a man cave. <laughs> 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 He's not I, going back. Maybe the first instance of a man cave. On a pool table. <laughs> Fuck your baby. <laughs> He's been watching Die Hard. Yeah. Man, this is a Christmas movie. This might be. <laughs> it's my favorite. Let me tell you why. This might be the first instance of the shrewish wife, <laughs> the lingers man in his man cave yeah. sitcom dynamic. This is the prime shrew. <laughs> The Alpha Shrew. <laughs> is this Prime Raymond? The, the, the Ur-Shrew. Yeah. Would you run into them a lot? Yeah. <laughs> the Raymonds in the depths of the world. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yep. Or two weeks ago. They, just, they keep happening. So, um... She restrains her temper remarkably for a fairy, especially one so powerful. And pregnant. And pregnant. Yeah, like just being pregnant, you would think, would throw her hormones enough yeah. to to have her turn him into some kind of like... <laughs> Several different things. Swamp of Malcolm. <laughs> um, she does remind him that she has the capability to turn him into a cat to leave him yowling around here forever, or into a toad. But just those two. she's going to refrain, and she's just going to let him live in this hole with his folly and the bears. Hell yeah. <laughs> with his folly and the bears. Yeah. That's a good old time Please make a label that says folly and the bears. I'll do that. <laughs> and we are starting a band after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we need to be keeping track of all these band names. That's the real power of your label maker. <laughs> I'm just writing this one down. Takes a long time to type on it. It's not in the regular yeah. order. <laughs> Can everybody please slow the meeting down? <laughs> I'm trying to take notes. I really want to bring this into work. 
<laughs> he said, I don't need it in work. I need it here. Wait until you're in the middle of a meeting with somebody, and then when somebody says something funny, say, oh, I got to tweet that. And then take the label maker out. <laughs> and stare them in the eye while it prints its label. I don't have a smartphone. <laughs> Who wants this tweet? <laughs> Who wants to retweet this? <laughs> Giving You'll it to take somebody you a else. It sounds like a good gag. <laughs> I might start doing that. <laughs> and she says, you can call the shepherdesses to you, and in time you'll learn the difference between the low country folk and a charming fairy like me. Taking the high road. So, it's quite the breakup speech. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> and in typical um, jilted lady fashion... She gets into her flying carriage, or car, as is translated in Sir Laloon, mm-hmm. and zooms off. Her beamer. Where she's going, she doesn't need roads. And she takes her ta- palace and magically transports it to an island. She chases off all of her manservants, and she goes and finds some Amazons <laughs> <laughs> to help her um, guard her man-free island. I think I know where this is going. And she Do calls you? her man-free no. island... <laughs> The Isle of Calm Delights. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds it sounds nice from the name. <laughs> because I, I am a person who appreciates a calm delight. Well, you're not allowed to appreciate this one. No men's allowed. But it just, it makes it so much more tantalizing. She is yet another straw man feminist. <laughs> even, even better than a calm delight is an illegal calm delight. <laughs> I do, I do like That's the thrill. That's what he kept saying when he was trying to shove that dried fruit in her mouth. <laughs> I like the thrill of it being illegal. I do still like it to be pretty low-key, though. Yeah. So this lady had an island the whole time? I guess she just she knew about one. one. She oh. she put her palace on one. She, like, moved it. This is fairy U-Haul. <laughs> We're going to have to get two of them. I can't fit all my stuff in one. <laughs> Um, and in her lady fortress, she has a daughter. Good thing she didn't birth a son. Oh, that would yeah. really complicate this whole thing. <laughs> he has to sit. I was waiting for that wrench. He has to sit at the beach just outside the, <laughs> this, the, the beach line, like at, in the shore, like just standing in the water all the time. And just a reminder, because it's been a bit since we started this, this is a Bricketine talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, right? Yes. I remember. She says, her daughter is my princess. Whose daughter? What? The daughter of this powerful fairy is a Bricketine's princess. So this wasn't that long ago. Also, I am more than 200 years old. Whoops! <laughs> Ooh. So, fair game is what you're saying. Definitely yeah. legal. Because he, he was checking on the legal thing because she looks 13 or My 14. My initial question was, is this cool? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing that it is. <laughs> but no one gets old in her palace. Also, also, the mom fairy went back to the fairyland after a little while and left her, <laughs> left her princess to rule the Isle of Calm Delights. And the princess rules well, and I never saw any men until those robbers showed up and also you. So, <laughs> so far, not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Zero out of five so far. Lady Fortress, I'm looking like a good idea. Yeah, I've got to tell you, it seems like they had the right idea. 
I said no thank you. <laughs> Why did she leave? <laughs> well, yeah, was she abducted the whole time, or did she leave and then get abducted? Okay, so <laughs> the robbers uh-huh. had been sent mm. by an ugly man. <gasps> of course. How ugly. Coming right around to Mad Boy. <laughs> Named Firavon. No! I knew he wasn't done. <laughs> You're pretty good at this. <laughs> well, I studied Joseph Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Who loved my mistress in spite of only ever seeing a portrait of her. And the robbers hung around the island, fearful of getting on it because of the fierce Amazons who are protecting it. My job in the palace is taking care of the princess's birds. <laughs> and one day I let a parrot escape. <laughs> Ooh. And fearing a scolding, I impudently left the island to search for it. And that's how we got here today. <laughs> Brings us back to now. You know the rest. Just to be clear, she totally lost that parrot, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that parrot's gone. Long gone. Still gone. Okay. Can I petition uh, a new title for this story? Yeah. <laughs> Chode Boy's Bad Ideas. <laughs> they seem to be the crux of the story moving forward. I don't know, we, we went like a whole middle bit without Chode Boy happening at all. Chode Boy returns. <laughs> um, so Leander listens to all this, and his takeaway is that he'd be really grateful if she'd let him on this island. <laughs> Well, of course. Yeah, that's great. Tell me more about this hot lady island. Yeah. Heard your whole story. Gotta tell you. Feel bad for you. Can I come to your island? Well, you know, let me tell you what stood out to me. (laughs) Sounds like a great vacation spot. Yeah. (laughs) No man at all, you say. (laughs) Never Uh, seen a man in their lives, huh? That's been a lot of my problem up until now. They have have no, uh, no reference. For comparison. I mean, he is pretty handsome. Like Size-wise. Oh, that too. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Most crucially. What? <laughs> a Bricketine says, nope. Mm-hmm. That will ruin us both. She's you, not a traitor. You've never seen the island, so it shouldn't be hard for you to forget about it. And you, you won't be like too put out by never going to it, because it's not an experience you've had. And she hasn't met many men before. <laughs> no. Yeah, he says, well, it's not that easy to forget something that has taken a pleasant spot in your mind. But I want it. Yeah, essentially. But I wanna. <laughs> but I wanna. Give it to me. And also, he doesn't agree that banishing his entire sex is the path to calm delights. Hashtag, not all men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've not tried this slice. Yeah. Hashtag, not me. Yeah. <laughs> The girl says, well, maybe, but in my experience, four out of the five guys I met <laughs> sucked really hard. So personally, I'm cool if they're all banished. <laughs> She's pretty smart so far. Really bad at keeping birds in check. Yes, but that's true. It's 200 years she's lost one parrot. Oh, right. It was 200 years ago she lost that bird. No, no. She's 200 years old. Okay. She but just like, lost. in her lifespan, she has lost one parrot. Starting to slip. All right. Yeah. So, 
I mean, it might be time for some, like, career changes. Yeah. You know, you spend too much time in one place, you start to get a little bit lax about it. It's just not in the city anymore. <laughs> yeah. Peter Principle's starting to set in. Owning it in. So, they get to a river, and she takes her leave of him. The river will lead to the ocean, lead to the island. And warns him once again. Don't follow me. Don't. Like, the Amazons are going to fuck your shit up, so don't. A guy who can fly and be invisible? She don't. Doesn't, she doesn't know that, because he lied to her. Remember? Right. He gaslit her. Um, he says that he hopes a tender thought of him will stay with her, and then he takes his horse... He doesn't listen to a thing that she says ever, does he? You know, he heard Island Full of Women, and yeah. then, like everything else she said was... Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Island of Beautiful Women. <laughs> He takes his horse into the woods, leaves it there, and puts on his invisible cap and wishes himself to the island. You anyway. are free, horse. Finally. Oh, oh yeah, she doesn't know about his his special powers. And that's where we're gonna leave this part of the story. Man, the greatest adventure. The greatest adventure of all time. If this island has orange trees. Everyone's in trouble there. <laughs> he is dangerous with a piece of fruit. Those are his two go-tos, is oranges and trees. <laughs> he can leap in it and pelt people yeah. from it. Okay. So we're going to have uh, an epic showdown right. on yeah. Lady Island between <laughs> Mad Boy and... <laughs> What's this guy's name? I've already forgotten his name. Leander. 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 Leander slash Ariel, depending on which of his personalities is, <laughs> is taking my in your seat cricket. Which asshole am I talking to right now? You can, there you go. She has a spot, and I sit in it, and she gets upset after a while. <laughs> so you're saying that we're going to have a showdown on this island? Yeah, I think this is where it all goes down. Between two uninvited men. Yeah. <laughs> Over yeah, the fate yeah. of the island. With all the women going, please leave. <laughs> they... This is our place. Yeah. We have one place in the world that's is, just for us. Go is, away. Yeah, it's kind of the fate of women actresses. Like, there, there is a whole woman-only society, and the plot that is going to happen there is between two men somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds like pretty much all female-driven comedy. Or mm-hmm. drama, or whatever. Like the story's yeah. failed the Bechdel test spectacularly. Yeah, so far, so far it has. Has it? I think so. There have never been two women in the same room at the same time. I think it'll pass in the next one, but maybe not because they have to also <laughs> not be talking about a man. So. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Donois. Stand up for your gender. Um. I'm I'm sticking to my prediction. <laughs> I want I want to take a take the temperature on my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Underground mole people, mole <laughs> subterranean. Yeah, okay, right. Sorry, that was very racist. Um, <laughs> um well, well, specifically, where was his where was his cave? Does that count? <laughs> It was in a mountain, so okay. he's under he's some underground. <laughs> I'll give it to you. He's is also he, above some ground. <laughs> is he the father of a new race? <laughs> uh, depends on how many of those shepherdesses he bones. Oh well, yeah, do you think we'll come back to him he, at all? Or no. bears? <laughs> he, like, could, he could he could bone some bears. Did he not father the 
first of a half human, half fairy race. Oh, he did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give you like eighty percent. All right, I'll take it. Like you know, on, on technicalities, but I think that's fine. <laughs> I had a list of stuff I wanted to get done. Whew. There's really only one item. I wanted to be the father <laughs> to a race of ferrymen, and uh, I did it. I'm gonna throw bit. out with these bears. I'm gonna retire these bears. That was my bucket list. Yeah. yeah. Change my name to Folly. <laughs> Start a band. <clears throat> Check out our Bandcamp page. There's no way I would have predicted any of this <laughs> at the start of this epic adventure. Yeah. It is the way she operates, but we have to take a stab at it. <laughs> if, if for no other reason than the, the amusement of the difference of expectation and the reality of a war between two different kinds of toys, which yeah. is what happened last time. Okay. Do we want to take a stab at the resolution itself? Yeah. Not, not necessarily so. the events that will take place, but how they will resolve. Do you think he kills Matt Boy? I think uh, a third party will kill both of them. Yeah. <laughs> his idea of revenge was to kick, take his ear off. Right. And then um, trip his mother. I think I think they're both going to live. Okay. I they're going to reconcile. Uh, I don't Do know we if find out their be... mothers had the same first name? <laughs> Martha. <laughs> They're secretly brothers. Um, it's his mommy. We can. There, there are a couple of of stock twists that we go through. Yeah. Oh, um, you find yourself. Are they? Are they secret brothers? Mm-hmm. Uh, did one of them give birth to himself? Like what? In in the past, are any of them? How is that a stock twist? We've never seen that. It should be on the stock list. <laughs> Just trying to sneak are, it on there. Are any of them Benjamin buttoning? <laughs> that is um, a stock thing. <laughs> it is always worth considering. Um, we still haven't found it yet, but is has one of them been a ghost the whole time? What if? Uh, I'm just going to call him Prince Ariel. What if Prince Ariel fights Stumpy Man, but in that battle gets deformed? And then is sent back in time, <laughs> and it turns out that he is Mad Boy. Yeah, that's another good one. Huh? They're they're both the, like they're alternate versions of the same person in two parallel timelines. Right, always good. Where's the lighthouse? <laughs> lighthouse? Yeah. It's always a girl. Mm-hmm. It's always a lighthouse. It's always a city. What? That's the last one, right? Well, yeah. I forget. It's pretty talking about Bioshock. Huh? Bioshock. This is really just a Bioshock story. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, I played that pretty recently. <laughs> really stuck with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, see, and in, and in that one, spoiler alert, my my list of stock twists paid off. So yeah. I was like, yeah, she's like, she's definitely his daughter, right? Yeah. And she was somebody. Somebody's always somebody's He's secret dad. Time travel bad guy. Hmm. And also the other character yeah. is my daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do we have? Okay, well, this has to. It's go already going circular, I, so we're going to run into Mad Boy again. I right. I think they're both going to live. I think they're going to start a confrontation, and they're going to be uh, talked down or put in their place or just overpowered by <laughs> by a third party. But they're not going to die. 
Do you think that uh, Mad Boy's dad will finally show up? I think they're going to become friends at the end. I'm going to go the opposite direction. Okay. As you. You are both dead. Yeah. And you're both alive and also friends. And then they're going to start a crime fighting team. Well, you are, you are one of them, narrowing. One of them has fairy powers. The other one is very square. <laughs> the other one can walk underneath doors. Very square, very rich. Very rich, very square. They're both rich. One of them has a rose that makes money. Yeah. Well, a, he can be rich if he wants to. It's just a wide, flat Batman. <laughs> no, I see what you're going for. <laughs> wide, flat Batman. <laughs> And what's what's your what are your two time cents? paradox? Is that okay. what you're sticking? Yeah, with? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go time paradox. Okay. Let's go with that. It's always a possibility. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that that parrot comes back. Oh shit! And and uh, and that uh, Prince Ariel marries the parrot. Okay, a, a definite possibility. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not outside the realm of reality, but we'll find out on the next and final installment of Prince Ariel. Question mark? It's definitely nah, the last it, one. We're done. Okay, We're not okay. doing this anymore after that one. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Doug. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. Happily ever after. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash WT Folklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore or mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.